Hello, welcome to the middle class, hosted by Liliana Amesqua and me, Brian Cooper. Um, I feel like we should definitely give a shout out to the people. Um, thank you, honestly, to everybody who listened. Yes. Just, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was it was pretty overwhelming. Uh, just the amount of people, like, at least when we hit like ten people listened. I, like, I already should have bricked. Yeah. Well, honestly, I was just so excited that at least one person was yeah, listening. Yeah, honestly, like, like if one other person that, you Even know. if it was, like, my cousin or something. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you to everyone who had nice words to say. Um, they were mainly telling you because I feel like I didn't promote it as much or I don't know. I guess I was just too shy. But, yeah, thank you to everyone who said nice things to Brian and, yeah. like, gave us good feedback because he was sharing all the screenshots. Oh, so. man. I, I had to let Lily know that, like, everyone was being just so supportive and overall really enjoyed our ridiculous conversations. Yes. And we, obviously, it was overwhelming, the fact that people just loved how she was just shitting on me. Yes. And I told you people would relate. <laughs> and... No, I definitely, like, that's why I just let you go. Yeah. Like, uh, once you started going, I was like, all right, she's just, she's got the ball rolling, so I'm going to just let her roll with this shit. Well, thank you for not getting offended. I think this is why we're friends. Yeah. Um, so what, what was it you were going to tell me? You said. Oh, before I start off, I just want to clear off because this thing has been on my mind because I'm such a fucking dumbass. That comment that I made about the Dodger game, remember how I told you the guy actually did not catch it. I thought Smith had actually caught the ball, but he didn't, so he fucked up. But either way, the Dodgers won the World Series. First time in 32 years, so that was pretty fucking awesome. My brother was gassed up, my cousin, everybody. It was just so fun. You know, just being in the moment and like everyone like getting hella hype, so that was hella fun. But um, I'm gonna do everyone that listened last week a favor and remind Felicia Remember that comment that you just like totally spaced out on because the computer was dying? Oh, yeah. About I the Zodiac back, yeah, sign, exactly, about the police. Yeah. So what was the story? Tell so, us the story. I'm not sure if they still do this, if they ever did it. But I heard that the police, and again, this could be total bullshit. Like it could be out of there. Mm-hmm. But they used to, if not, they still might hire sidekicks and... They basically, like, if someone goes missing or they want to find out a murderer, mm-hmm. that they literally have hired sidekicks to be like, okay, where's little Billy? You oh, know, what like, the hell? Really? yeah, to where they're like, they'll give them like a t shirt or something, like, just to see if they can feel their energy. And supposedly, people have actually found missing people. Like, you know, someone goes missing in like a national park and shit like that. Yeah. They're like, okay, where did Sarah go? Like, you know, mother of three or whatever. Like, there was a woman that went missing in Zion like recently, uh-huh. which I think is fucking fascinating. How do you get lost in Zion? Yeah, I didn't hear like, about it. I, I saw it and I was just like, okay, I guess that's a thing. But like, yeah, that they would hire a sidekick and just turn around and be like, okay, like, tell us where they are. And then the sidekick would be like, oh, rub their fucking crystal ball and shit <laughs> oh like that. Oh my god. Fucking try to figure out like Dude, how dope would that be though? Like what if spirits on the other side? Yeah, if they're actually communicating with people down here to help like find people. Oh my god. I think think honestly it's okay. (laughs) Um honestly I would have to be like they would have to nail it twice in a row for me. For you to believe it. Yeah, for me to like if they did it like, you know, all of a sudden we find like a local sidekick, like, okay, this person went missing, I'd be like, okay. 
Maybe that was a good guess. Like, maybe because they went to that person's home and they gathered enough information and they, you know... They, they were able to put two and two together? Yeah, they were just like, well, it just seems like they might be in this area. You know what I mean? Like, I would look here first and then they, like, they find them in that spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be like, okay, you know, props to you. But if they're like flat out like this person like we have nothing to go off of they just went missing in this area and blah 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 like and all of a sudden they're like i think like if they went missing in nevada and they're like i think they're in northern california and then they look in northern california they're like that's such a wild guess like yeah like if they're real specific they're like okay there's something to this mm-hmm. but just one time shot you won't yeah, believe it yeah <laughs> no nah. i'll just be like man that might have been a coincidence but like when it comes to zodiac signs like some people be so heavy into that shit. Like, imagine, like, one of those sidekicks was like, okay, when were they born? <laughs> oh, they're a cancer. Mmm, I just have a feeling. That- <laughs> You're so dumb. Why are you such a hater? I just think those videos are so interesting. Like, I literally stay up so late watching so many YouTube videos. Like, of people explaining, like, okay, so if you're a Capricorn, you're mainly this, this, and this. You stay up but, late watching them? Yeah, I just stay... Well, I stay up late regardless. But, oh, yeah. you know, it just ha- I just happen to be watching those videos. But, um... Oh my god, since our initial, um, what is it called, discussion, we, you know how we said we were going to do it on Friday, that way we could make this like a Halloween episode, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I didn't read like a Halloween story to like be able to talk about today, yeah. but I will talk about a personal experience, it was not, nothing paranormal, but it was crazy because it had to do with something paranormal later, so yeah, when you brought up Zion, so our family we go and like have like a summer trip to zion all the time like just like a little family vacay whatever so we go up to zion and where we stay there's um it's a resort it's called ponderosa resort um they have this trail that you can follow like they have so many hikes and stuff that you can go around and i guess they have a trail where they offer like you can go on like um quads and stuff through this trail or whatever and it's like pretty dope yeah um we took that trail, but we didn't know it was, like, meant for them to do, like, quad stuff and all that. We never heard about it. But, so, we ended up going walking. I remember it was me, my two uncles, and my cousin, right? So, we just woke up early that day. We were like, oh, who wants to go on a hike? We were the only one. So, we ended up going on the hike. And then, while you're going on this hike, it's, like, mainly dirt, obviously, because of the, uh, for the dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. And then, you come across this, like, cottage. And I have pictures of it because I thought it was just so cute. I was like, oh, my God, like, what a cute little house, whatever. And then, like, the windows were, like, broken. Like, the door wasn't there. And we just, like, kind of peeked through. And you could, like, see, like, stuff has been there for, like, ever. So we're like, oh, I wonder, like, if anyone's ever going to fix it up, whatever. We didn't think nothing much of it. And then we continued walking. And then at the end of that hike, it takes you to, like, this big... um, I don't know how to explain. You're like basically at the top of a mountain. Like an overlook? Yeah, and it's like deep, but it's like, so there's like mountains going like this, and then like the whole bottom is like deep. Like, I have a picture, but it's Almost in my like phone. a horseshoe? Yeah, kind of like that, but it's like, so basically if you keep walking, like you're gonna fall into this like canyon thing. Oh, whatever, like a right? steep drop off. Yeah. yeah. So then we were like, okay, cool. We were like taking pictures. My uncle was like getting hella clothes, making us hella nervous, whatever. So that was it from that vacation whatever we left never talked about it again whatever and then we were talking about for the next like the following year we were talking about oh like what should we do this year like we always go do like the zip lining that they have there we were like let's see what other stuff they offer and then that's when we came across that trail right so then on the website it's called like the jolly trot or something like that it ended up being that house belonged to these people forever ago that they like lived there before Zion was like a whole thing or whatever. Right. Um, so this guy moved in his wife and like I think it was like his two daughters. I don't know if it was his two daughters or a daughter and a son, mm-hmm. but basically they like lived there whatever and 
they didn't they moved in like perfect timing when the weather wasn't that bad so they weren't there to see how hot it got or whatever yeah so then they started realizing that it was realizing that it was like really hot and that they weren't going to be able to survive and the guy knew like oh crap like the closest water like source is not going to be like he just basically knew they weren't gonna have they didn't react in time to leave like they weren't gonna survive so what he did he like freaking took his wife and his kids they went to the edge where that canyon thing is and he pushed his wife and his two daughters off the canyon thing went back to his house wrote a letter like explaining what he did and then he went and threw himself off the thing so like there was like supposedly a scary thing saying um if you go to like the edge of that thing if you feel the wind blow like to your back that's like the guy trying to push you off like he did his family and if you feel the wind like coming like coming towards your face that's like supposedly the wife trying to like help you like get your balance and like telling you to leave so it was like hella scary because i literally went back oh my god it was so creepy because we were like walking up to the house and like knowing that i'm just like oh my god if something crazy would happen i would have just died but it was so scary just thinking <laughs> that something like that someone used to live there you know and like if the story is true whether it's true or not like that thing was so creepy and i was like oh my god i gotta tell the people these that's stories. so wild to me though like that sounds yeah. so cut and dry like what a fucking decision to make to be like well yeah there's no way we're gonna make it so fuck this and then just yeah well, like up in, it gets and hot then, yeah i mean it gets hot and back fuck, then there was I, nothing nearby yeah. so like the closest water source or like the closest place of safety they literally basically settled in the middle of nowhere yeah so they were not prepared for any of that you know what i'm saying and I'm like, i guess for me i would at least try to fucking escape like i would at least like i guess like i don't know maybe it's a survival instinct but i'm like okay well, at least if he knew where the nearest water source is, I'd be like, okay, we're going to go there. And then find shade. Because there's a bunch of trees there in Zion. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I would figure it the fuck out. I'd be like, okay, well, our first step should be is go to the water. Then we should like figure out how we're going to carry some water and go back in the direction that we fucking came from. Yeah. But imagine like, if you knew it there. took you that long. Like, I feel like that was his survival instinct. Like, he knew how long it took for them to even get there. Like, he probably knew that they... they were well, obviously, fucked. yeah, he knew that they were like... I don't know. I would still try. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you at least try? I mean, yeah, but it was probably, like, such a last-minute thing for him to do. Yeah, but fuck, did he make that decision in five minutes? You know what I mean? I like, did he think about it, like, over a period of, like, he realized that this was a really hot week, and he's like, fuck, we're not going to make it? Or was he yeah. just like... Yeah, it looks like we're not going to make it because I know how long it'll take to, like, fuck it. To and then back, just, like, was yeah. like, hey, we're going to go for a walk and, like, made the decision in five minutes, threw them off, and then came back and was like, well, I guess I got to die, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just crazy that he didn't, like, talk to his wife about it. Yeah, like, no he, shit. he just planned all this out and was like, yeah, fuck, I'm just kill it. But, yeah, I think if you go to the Zion Ponderosa Ranch Resort um, uh-huh. website, they have it there. It's like the Jolly Mont Trail or something like that. So, if anyone they, wants like, to go look for it and, like, read it, I'm pretty sure they have obviously a better explanation than what i said but so it was pretty cool i was that like is pretty wild. that would have been a good one to tell if we would have had this up on halloween yeah i was definitely as a kid like i had a pretty vivid imagination i still kind of do but i definitely you know when you're a little kid i was afraid of the dark mm-hmm. i was like really afraid of the dark like had to have night lights in the whole nine yards Damn. yeah and we grew up well we also went the house that i grew up in was built in the 40s so it was an old house. Like, it was a cinder block house. And Damn. 
Like, I'm telling you, if you shut the door in one of the bedrooms, you could play music, you could talk as loud as you wanted, and you wouldn't hear it in the next room because the center blocks were so sound dampening. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about a fucking podcast, dude. Oh my god, goals. But, me crying in my room. I'm weak. But, <laughs> so no like, one could hear me. The thing is, it was just an old house, and... Like, there's a whole long story about how my dad purchased the house and everything when he met my mom and all this stuff. He was already living in it. But, um, literally, like, basically what they did with these cinder block homes is they built the outside of the home. Like, the, all the exterior walls were cinder block. But the internal walls, I want to say they were, like, plaster and wood. Like, they did, you know, wood framing on the inside to divide the rooms Mm -hmm. as dividing walls. And then they did, like, plaster. And I want to say they even insulated those dividing walls which is why it was so sound dampening Mm -hmm. and uh because of that i think because the house was so old and its history and everything on some of like okay so you look at the front of the house and like right when you walk in the front door you're in the living room kind of like most homes yeah you know and in this house like we had a big window across the front of the house right it was a big window i want to say like maybe six feet wide by like three feet four feet high like it was a big old window and um my dad eventually obviously had to replace it and stuff like that. He moved it. Like, he upgraded the home because, you know, everything was single pane. It had these old crank windows to open the windows. Damn. Like, when I was a kid, like, literally, there was, like, a little turn thing. Like, you would, like, rotate it. And they still worked, which was fucking incredible. They worked. Yeah. And um, my dad did a lot of work on that house. I mean, he brought the gas line into the house and everything like that. Yeah. But regardless. So, because of that big front window, that there was always a big front window there. And like I said, eventually my dad replaced it. But, back in the uh, 80s and the 90s, and this is actually going to come back to a long point that I'm just connecting a lot of dots. This is just some backstory. Yeah. In like the 80s and the 90s, that house was involved in a drive-by because that area... It's off Charleston Decatur in Las Vegas, Nevada. For those of you who know the area, it's not a good area. <laughs> and it, it definitely, like, I saw it when I was a kid go through cycles where it was like, it was actually kind of peaceful and was full of families. And then the families moved out and we had no option. We couldn't move out. We, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Yeah. So we were stuck. And then we saw gangs form and we saw trap houses and we saw like houses go downhill like broken down cars in the front yard and you know all kinds of that that type of shit and like literally people would like have a fire in a trash can in their front yard like i literally saw that growing up and uh so it went through these evolutions of like good and bad but in the 80s and the 90s that there was a drive-by on that house in my entire six first 16 years of my life we lived in that house and there was holes from the drive-by in the living room wall that backed and like you know what my dad did we just hung a big painting over it <laughs> oh my god because it's like because it was like just this, make it friendly yeah <laughs> like, like we want to be like yeah let's hide with like, a picture of little felicia <laughs> no it was actually like a it was like a floral painting that's oh. what it was but it was a big one and it wasn't necessarily nice but it was just big enough that if he hung it it covered because obviously like they're driving by and shooting so it's like gonna be a line of bullets yeah so it was just like a patter of like seven or eight bullets that hit that back wall and um yeah so because in the 80s and the 90s like did you ever learn about like the crime waves that was going on back then no so like i never paid attention in any type of class let alone anything that happened earlier (laughs) but okay well at least you know in the 90s like you should at least know in the 90s you know tupac got shot 
Biggie got shot. There was a lot of gang violence. Oh, yeah, yeah, Specifically yeah. in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, yeah, so I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, there's, um, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, and I want to say the, the guy's name, he's a biologist, possibly. He's some kind of scientist, mm-hmm. and he studies some kind of cellular development or something. But anyways, he was talking about how in the 60s, like the late 50s and the 60s, I'm not sure which president it was at the time. It might have been Carter. I'm not sure. But <laughs> they, <not> sure. <laughs> yeah, they developed, um, they had a problem with engines where they had rod knock, right? Mm-hmm. They had rod knock and some guy figured out that if they did like 10% lead in the gasoline, that it would stop the rod knock. So he goes, hey, he like, you know, he pitches it to like the mass, you know, gas companies and stuff like that, Chevron, Texaco, all that stuff. And he's like, hey, if I just put a little bit of lead in the gasoline, it stops all the rod knocks. So everybody's engine is going to run better. And without thinking of the consequences. And of course, back then we had lead paint. We had lead in tools. We had lead in like there was lead in a lot of things. And we know now lead is very bad for you. Yeah. And but back then they go, oh, we'll just put a little bit in the gasoline. It helps with the rod knock. And we'll give it this reddish tint to try to promote it. Because, you know, humans were we like colors and shit. Mm-hmm. So they started Especially putting, red. I like red. Yeah, I'm weak. <laughs> and so they put lead in the gasoline. So what ended up happening was our emissions were horrible for like 10 or 15 years. And that led up to horrible birth complications. Like basically a lot of complicated pregnancies where there was this huge uptick over a period of like this 10 year um, span where there was a lot of kids born with autism and disabilities and, you know, horrible um, uh, birth defects. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of the kids that weren't necessarily, you know, diagnosed with autism or missing an arm or, you know, a leg, whatever, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These kids grow up, you know, you look 20 years down the line, this is the 80s and the 90s. And there was this huge crime wave. So they think that basically the theory is that because of all that pollution in the air and all the lead in the air, that it created an entire, gener- like several, really, you know, an entire generation of adults that grew up. And that's when we had a lot of serial killers. That's when we had a lot of gang violence. That's when we had a lot of robberies and all this stuff, Grand Theft Auto. And like the homicide was through the fucking roof. Like people were killing each other ruthlessly. So they think this is because of the lead? Yeah. They think and like- And this is why you're afraid of the dark? No. I'm lost. Um, Wait. No, I'm I'm just saying because, like, I just relayed the story because it's an old house. It has a history. And then, like, that shooting happened in the 80s and the 90s. Uh Uh-huh. And... Oh, so you're, uh, like, putting two together? Yeah, I'm just putting those two together. Mm -hmm. But being afraid of the dark, no, that's... I was afraid. I of thought the dark. this is why I thought the story that you no. just said was start because you started off with the being afraid in the dark. No, no that was just like kind of like a little side thing. Oh, okay. But I just thought that was really. Oh my god! What if that is true? I think it's uh, that you know you hear something and you're like, we're obviously not scientists or anything, but you're like, that just fucking makes sense. Yeah, or like, who would have the brain to like make that up and make it make sense? You know. And well, the reason that guy Frank von Hippel brought it up on the podcast is because humans we do a lot of things where. We try to solve one problem without the re- without calculating the repercussions. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they put the lead in the gasoline because they wanted to solve one problem, but they ended up creating this huge issue. And because th- their original conversation was about um, wildlife and wildlife management, mm-hmm. where I guess they want to reintroduce wolves into Colorado or something like that. And he goes, humans never learn 
because every time we reintroduce an animal, especially like invasive species and stuff like that, that it creates, it fucks the whole ecosystem. Like a lot of specific ecosystems, like they use Hawaii as an example. Mm-hmm. The animals that evolved on Hawaii is because they, you know, they evolved out of the ocean and they got there. And it, like the, basically they're saying that the insects and the mammals and all the marine life surrounding Hawaii, that that's the only place on earth that they're found. So when they go extinct, they're just extinct. Like, they're not like, you know, the pigeon. Like a fucking pigeon. They're everywhere. In every part of the world. But things that evolved on Hawaii are only on Hawaii. So when they introduced, like, the goats and the pigs and all that stuff like that, like, this was back in, like, the 18th century, 17th century. Like, pirates actually um, introduced pigs onto Hawaii and goats and stuff like that. Like, they released them. Yeah. Because it was, like, a pit stop for them coming from Asia and Europe and stuff like that. So... Or when they were coming, you know, from South America, Mm -hmm. they basically, which is actually kind of fucking smart when you think about it. They're like, hey, let's like take a bunch of food and we'll take some extra animals. And like, it looks, they should be able to survive on this island. So every time we come to this island, all we have to do is trap and hunt a couple pigs. You know, we could stop, restock our food so we don't have to carry so much. Yeah. And we have fresh meat because especially back then they didn't have refrigerators and freezers. Yeah. So they had to either salt Well, why not now? Yeah, right? (laughs) So like, but they also, they didn't take into account the effects that how like you know especially wild pigs and stuff like that they destroy the ground and they when they uh they kind of like use their tusks to dig up the dirt and stuff like that and they ravage areas because their tusks like they rip out a lot of plants from the root Damn, so they can't so regrow yeah that's why they're a huge problem in texas and oklahoma and stuff I'll like that word slap the shit up <laughs> say no to animal abuse, yeah guys. <laughs> i'm dead yeah no animals were harmed in the making right but yeah i just, just thought, thought we thought about harming yeah, them but we didn't weak. <laughs> but yeah i i just hearing that kind of shit is like really interesting to me yeah but yeah you see that's how some people feel about zodiac signs <laughs> that was such a solid comeback I'm not even gonna lie like I don't yeah. know I mean I respect it yeah but you also gotta respect me making fun of it yes <laughs> I mean I guess I gotta respect you making fun of a lot of things so. <laughs> but every you know that's just what we do like we yeah. just make fun of shit and we try to make people laugh it is what it is it also is oh my is. god I really thought you were gonna sit here and put me on blast for taking that shot before no no, see, I let it slide, but see, now I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. Was uh, I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so Lily was a little bit nervous about recording at this time because, again, we had no expectations of really anybody listening. Besides, yeah, I like, didn't think... Well, I mean, maybe I did... Okay, I was thinking people will listen, but I didn't think people would actually like it. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't think people cared about what other people had to say, let alone me. You know, yeah. like, I feel like I don't have anything important to say, so... <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I just feel the pressure. Like, now I feel like I... Like, you know when you feel like you have to entertain somebody? Or, like, when someone tells you you're funny, you're like, oh, fuck, now I gotta stay Now, now I got a reputation. Yeah, like, yeah. now I got a reputation to upkeep. So, <laughs> But I was like, you know what, let me just take a shot, which was probably not the best idea because I haven't eaten anything. So, I'm taking weak. a shot on an empty stomach was not the best, but... <laughs> I loosened up, didn't I? <laughs> I'm weak. Like, you see, I'm flexible. <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. <laughs> it's this little kid, and he's in the yard, and he does the splits, and she goes, ooh, you flexible. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> that shit has me weak. Imagine. But, <laughs> but um, one funny story, and I, I, I brought this up to someone the other day, is, um, do you know what a rub and tug is? No. Okay. I don't know what a lot of things are, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Well, see, I'm going to educate you. Okay. brother and All right, sister. Uh, <laughs> so a rub and tug is when 
it's basically a massage parlor that has a you back door. You want massages, door. bro? Oh my Dude, God. has a back. This was <laughs> the very first massage I got. I want to say I was maybe nineteen, and you're so old. I know, old as shit. <laughs> But, um, so I was like 18, yeah, 19. No, I was definitely 19 because I was back from the army and stuff like that for my training and whatnot. So I don't know why, like right across the street from my parents' house, my parents live off, um, they live in North Las Vegas and literally just right across the street. I mean, a thousand feet is a massage parlor and I had never gotten a massage before. And I was, um, I want to say at the time I was working at, yeah, I was working at the Luxor as a bellman. And I was a bellman. Do you know what a bellman is? Yes. You remember Julio Ricardo Esteban Montoya Ramirez? Yes. Ramirez? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so the only reason I why I know what a bellman is. I did that job. So Damn. I did that for a year and a half. From like 19 to 20. Was it fun or no? It had its moments. Like I had some, I could, I could go on all day about like some shit that I saw working in the casino as a bellman. But so I just want to keep to this story and then I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that if you want me to. But so... I was, I lifted people's baggage all day. So it was like the first time where I was like, you know, my lower back started to bother me. And the army didn't help with that shit either. You know, fucking, when you go through training, you have to carry ridiculous amounts of weight for miles. And yeah. uh, so like, that's what started it. But then, you know, bending over, lifting people's heavy bags and all that shit all day long. And I mean, the Luxor is a big fucking hotel. And I used to like walk from the driveway all the way to people's rooms and it's like have you you, you know, you've been inside the pyramid right yes i have so the rooms go up all four of the walls mm-hmm. and only they have four elevators in each quarter uh each corner i'm sorry mm-hmm. and they're not an elevator because they have to go on an angle they don't go straight up and down yeah it's called an inclinator and these rusty bucket pieces of shit from this old ass hotel they um they're on like a track in wheels right Wait, so, now that you mentioned it, I've never even been on one. Now I'm curious. Now I want to go dude, just to get on one. Dude, and they would get stuck. Oh, thankfully, like, I was never in it mm-hmm. where it fucking got stuck. And I spent a lot of time in those elevators because elevators two and four go to, like, you know, floors 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. And then elevator one went from 20 to, like, 27. And then elevator three went from, like, one to whatever like yeah. all four of the elevators had specific floors yeah. that they went to and um so it was a lot of walking a lot of hard labor like just you know physical labor and so i go to this massage place because i'm like it's right there i see the prices on the window you know it was like 50 bucks for half an hour and 70 bucks for a full hour i was like well 20 more dollars for a full hour mm-hmm. and i didn't know like what was a good price on a massage? I didn't know, like, I knew nothing. I was an idiot. Like, I'm still basically out of high school and I spent, like, a bunch of that time, like, doing training in the army. Mm-hmm. So, I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go to this massage place. I walk there. So, I walk there and I go there and, um, the explanation of a rub and tug is, because I didn't, even, I realized I didn't even explain it, a rub and tug is a massage parlor that has a backdoor happy ending. So you get rubbed down and you get tugged on. Oh my gosh, Felicia. I didn't know this. And if you look online. You went to one? If you look online. Look, listen, let me finish this story. If you go, I'm weak. (laughs) So you look online for reviews of this place and it's got like two and a half stars, three stars. And people like, you know, some people have complaints. Some people, you know. The people that actually write reviews are strange people. Who the fuck writes a review? Like I, I write reviews all I'm the time. <laughs> well, yeah. I have like four, but 
I write reviews, especially when they're when they do good. Oh, I've never done like that. Like the restaurants that I went to, when I went to Cancun, there was this, our waiter. He was super nice, and we like called the manager out. Well, my dad called the manager out, and he was like, "Oh, like the guy was like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong?" My dad's like, "Oh, nothing's wrong. Like we just want to say like this guy, you know, he's doing really good. He's been so nice. Like we love the service. Like we'll definitely come back if we ever do come back to Cancun." And he was so happy because he was like, "You know what? Thank you for saying that because a lot of people only write reviews when they have something bad to say." Yeah. Like they never appreciate the good service. Yeah. So he was like hella happy. So ever since then, if I go somewhere that's good, like I'm gonna let people know it's good, you know? Well, I like you can't I guess always for just me, be negative. I'm weak. Like for me, like if I feel that strongly, I tell people about it. Because I feel, at least for me, in my personal opinion, like I don't know why. I just don't feel I'm like taking bold. the time. I don't feel like taking the time <laughs> to write a review. And uh I don't know. I definitely I won't write bad reviews. Like if I have a bad experience, I just don't go back. Yeah. And if I have a good experience, I tell people and I go back. So it's like, it's a word of mouth thing for me. And I like, I'll tell the people like if they do a good job and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, but, so there was bad reviews. Yeah, well, there was like a mix. Like it was like straight flat out 50, 50 people were like, this place is horrible. Too much money, blah, blah, blah. They didn't do this, whatever. And then the people that were saying it was good. They're like, I had a lovely experience and I go, <laughs> okay. So I just like, again, we're living in the 21st century. So like I looked it up and I was like, ah, whatever. Like it's right there. I don't have to spend any gas. It's right there. I've never had a massage. So let's see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You knew. So no, I did not. <laughs> and so I go in there, my naive 19 year old ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go in and nobody's at the counter. Nobody's sitting there. And I'm like, uh, the fuck? And all of a sudden, I hear like clack, 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 like got like flip flops on. Comes like, and th- I swear to God, this bitch was walking down this hallway for like ten minutes. It felt like, damn. How, uh, and I looked back. I was like, how long is that hallway? You're like, like she's damn, she's not getting Holy closer. Holy shit! I was like, is she walking away? Finally, comes up to the front, and it's this old, a- older uh, Asian woman, and she's like, "Hi, uh, can I help you?" And I go, "Yeah, um, I'll, I'd like to get a massage." And she's like, "Have you been here before?" And I go, "No." She goes, "Okay," and uh, she goes, "Half hour, or one hour." And I go, uh, one hour. So I pay for the hour. She walks me to the back. You're going to be in this room and we'll be in in a minute. Just take all your clothes off and get underneath the sheet. And uh, we'll be in soon. Okay. Said, Let's get naked. I'm weak. <laughs> so it's like, I go in there, take off all my clothes. Uh, you know, I take the towel. I put it over my butt because they're like laid face down. Mm-hmm. So I lay down. Got to cover the cheeks. Yeah, got to cover them booty cheeks. <laughs> and uh, so I lay down. Face down, lady comes in. Hi, how are you? I'm good. She's like, is there anything specifically that's bothering me? I was like, oh, my lower back. She gives me like what I now know as like a fucking okay ass massage. Like definitely not the best and not the worst, like a five out of 10. And I'm like, well, and at that time I'm like, oh, this is You're like, this oh my is God, great. this like, is amazing. Oh my God, like I'm in fuck. Heaven. Yeah, oh, this is so <laughs> incredible. So I get this massage and uh, we're all done. And she goes, all right, well, uh, you know, you get dressed and we'll we'll walk you out. I was like, okay. So she leaves the room. I put my clothes on and I walk out. You know, I gave her like a ten dollar tip because I was like, I don't know how the fuck you tip for a massage. So I was like, uh, here's ten bucks. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you took an hour of your time. I don't know. Do you get paid hourly? I don't know how the fuck masseuses work. So and then I leave and I'm like, oh, well that was okay. So I don't go back for a long time because like seventy bucks. Well, really eighty with the tip. I'm like, that's a lot of money for my broke ass, especially at that time. Like I was doing pretty good but not that good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, oh, that was a cool experience, whatever. Like, yeah, I had a massage. So I'm thinking it's just a regular old fucking massage place. That's a massage spot, right? Mm-hmm. So a few months go by and I go back again. And uh, I'm greeted this time by like a different 
uh, older Asian woman. And uh, she goes, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Have you been here before? And I go, yeah, uh, I've been here before. And she goes, oh, okay, great. Do you want a half an hour or an hour? Same fucking deal. But I had been there before. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I pay for the one hour again. And uh, we go to the back. And she's like, we'll be in in a minute. Just take your clothes off, lay face down. Same deal. Same thing. And I'm like, yeah. okay, great. Like, I'm going to get another, like, at the time I thought, a great massage. Like, yeah. and, uh, you know, it'll be all cool. So I lay down. She comes in. Hi, how are you doing? Same, I mean, exact. And then I'm laying on my back. And when they have the towel, right? Well, it's it, it was more like a sheet type of deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, a professional massage place will basically, like, when they're working on your back, they basically have the entire sheet from your waist down. Like, they kind of tuck it down so they can kind of massage the top, like, your real lower back, like, kind of just above your butt. So they'll kind of pull it down just a little bit so they can, like, really work on your lower back and stuff like that. And, but other than that, like, you're, from the waist down, you're covered with the sheet, right? This lady, like, she's working on my back and, you know, She's massaging me, my arms, my neck, my back, all that stuff. And then, like, it's a full body massage. So then, typically, they'll adjust the sheet to each leg. As in, they'll fold the sheet in a certain way and, like, kind of tuck it under your other leg that they're not working on. Yeah. So, to cover, you know, obviously your ass and, for me, my cock and my balls. Yeah. And oh my so God, I'm that like... that word is so aggressive. <laughs> so Can it's you like, just say something my else? My pee-pee? You want me to say my pee <laughs> No, just say, you know what. That's yeah. just, like, such an aggressive <laughs> word. Oh so, so um, uncomfortable. <laughs> so, that, and that's what the first lady did, you know? Like, I was like, oh, okay, like, that, that just makes sense to me. Like, you know, you're going to tuck it under, so obviously I'm still, you know, covered while you massage, like, and then, uh, but this lady, she kind of was, like, just throwing the sheet around, like, really, like, if the sheet was in the way, she just threw it out of the way, and, you know, my ass is hanging out, my junk's hanging out, and I'm like, okay, you know, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I'm like, well, I'm sure she's seen plenty of naked men, but she's like, whatever, and she was... I want to say she might have just hit 40. Like, she was not as old as the other woman. Yeah. But I'm like, whatever. And I'm not saying she was good looking by any means, but she was just younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, it's kind of weird. Like, she's not... Uh, maybe she just doesn't care. Like, maybe she's new. Or you would think if someone was she's new, they would be more... Yeah. She's just trying to get massage over with. She's like, I'm just trying to do my fucking job and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then she starts, like, massaging... When she started massaging my legs, it felt more sensual. Like invasive? Yeah, like she was like really getting deep into my, like, like right up to my groin with her hands. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> like when she's running her hands up, like that her fingertips are like touching my scrotum. Oh and I'm like, gosh. either, like, <laughs> and I'm trying to like... think like, and I'm really in my head, my benefit of the doubt having ass, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, who knows? Like maybe she's just like, whatever, like just you like fucking going, going at it. On. No, Stop I really me. did not. I'm yeah. telling you, I swear to God, okay, I'm thinking like, me, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, but this shit was like hilarious because I'm running all these scenarios in my mind because at this point, I'm not really enjoying the massage. I'm like, what is she doing? Yeah. Like, I like this is different. Mm-hmm. And this is only my second massage ever. Mm-hmm. And she start like, when she's like working on my leg, she starts talking to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, so she starts talking to me and she's like, um, uh, so how's your day? And I'm like, good you know 
why are you talking? Like, I'm trying to relax. Like, yeah. And then she keeps like, talking to me, talk to me. And she's like, do you have any dogs? And at the time, I didn't have babies. So I'm like, no. And uh, she's like, oh, I love my dogs. And she's like, starts just, we're just having like a casual conversation. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. This lady's friendlier, I guess. <laughs> I go, does she? I go, and at the, like, when I say, like, I'm kind of overstating that she might have been 40. She could have been like in her mid-30s, realistically. Yeah. And I go, is she hitting on me? I go, what is she doing? Like, I don't know why. Like, the other lady didn't talk to me. I go, is it just difference in personalities? Like, some massage people or a masseuse, like, they talk to you. Some don't. Some, I go, what is happening? So I'm trying to get a grasp on, like, really what she's doing, what she's trying to get at. And uh, she's like, okay, so you, all right, um, just turn over. Because then they kind of massage your front. And, like, have you ever had, like, a, like, um, I'm assuming you got, like, a facial before. Yeah. They massage For the first your face. time ever, yeah. D- doesn't it feel really good? It does. Yeah, so it's like... relaxing. I also watch videos, ASMR videos of people getting facials done, and that's what made me want to <laughs> So, like, it feels really good. Yeah. And, uh, so, like, the other lady, she had, you know, kind of, like, massaged my face and, like, the front, you know, my chest and stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so she starts doing that, and she's still talking to me, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then, uh, the you other lady... You did not think it was cool. You were probably hella annoyed, huh? I was low-key annoyed, but I was like, uh, she was kind of making me laugh, too. Because she was like, she had a goofy personality. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't know. I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, she just wants to talk. Maybe she's lonely. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, again, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. And she's talking to me, and then she starts massaging the front of my legs. But when I flipped over, she kind of, like, loosely threw the towel on me. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, the first lady, I was covered from the waist down with the sheet and this lady kind of had just like folded it like four five inches and like just enough like you could see the top of like my v Mm -hmm. and like literally just covering my junk like just covering it and she's like massaging my legs and she's still talking to me and whatever and i realized this the first time and i had to google it because i'm telling you the first lady that gave me this massage she was an older lady like 50s Mm-hmm. And obviously, I was not sexually attracted to this woman. And I didn't even look at her the whole time because when I was on my stomach, I couldn't see her. And when I was on my back, I just had my eyes closed. Yeah. And what I realized is, for, as a man, when you get so relaxed like that, your blood flows to your pee-pee. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, a chub. And it's not like a full hard-on because I'm not attracted to this woman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it fills up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay... And I looked it up after the first massage, and it's like, that's a common thing. I go, okay. Thankfully, like, I definitely don't ever want to get massaged by a like, guy. Like, you don't feel weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so I was like, oh, whatever. So, and she, like I'm saying, she folded this sheet so small that, like, my pee-pee is basically picking up this little sheet. And I'm like, I know she can full-blown see my junk. Mm-hmm. And she's not, and I kind of tried to move it, like... I hope I'm not the only one that feels so awkward. I feel like if, <laughs> if so, anyone in my family listens to this, I am so sorry. I'm weak. <laughs> so then this is what this lady does. She's talking to me in like mid-sentence telling me about, I think she was at this point, she was like talking about like her family or something. Without missing a beat, like literally starts beating me off. Like yeah. reaches underneath the sheet. Because like I said, like I was basically like my penis was moving the sheet. Oh my God. And she starts like beating me off and I go... Um, excuse me, her name was Jackie. I'll never forget Oh my this. god, of course and you will. <laughs> I go, um, Jackie? And she goes, yeah. As she's still going. Oh my god. And I go, 
what, what are you are doing, you doing? <laughs> and she goes oh you know like and i go i don't like i go i don't know what you're doing i didn't ask for this and she's like oh well blah 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 i figured we were getting on i was like okay so you're are you sexually attracting me like this is not how you go about this yeah i go and then we have this awkward conversation and the whole time she is not letting go of my penis and i go um she goes, you're going to give me good tip, right? I go, I'm not going to give you any tip. I go, I'm what like, you... first of all, you're assaulting me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, can you not? And she goes, oh, I just thought blah, 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 you know, this, that, and the other. You said you've been here before. I was like, yes, and this did not happen. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to stop. And she's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And she's like, all right, well, we're done. Our hour's up, whatever. I'm like, okay. Like, it was just as awkward as fuck it could be. And then I get up, I put my clothes on, and I just, like, bolted to the door. And I heard her, like, coming out, like, because, like, they leave and they go she to, like, the break sure room. Right? And um, then you left the tip. Yeah, you left the tip. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just, like, I heard her coming out and just, like, bolted out the door. And I, like, you know, ran across the street. Like, Are you now I'm, the guy, the lady with the chanclas going, like, <laughs> down that long I was like, click, 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 click. <laughs> weak. But, yeah, dude. Like, I literally wound up in that place was a rub and tug. Oh and I had no God. idea that that place was a rub and tug. I didn't even know what the hell that was. And, oh, <laughs> now you're going to make me... But want to Google I, everywhere I, I go and be like, make sure this is nothing crazy. Because if somebody touches me, I swear to God, I'm swinging. Right? And it was just... Oh my God. I had no idea that was you a real thing. Back, huh? no, was we, the- no, I did not go back. <laughs> but... And then I eventually found the place that I went to, but of course, COVID, they shut down like permanently. But... I know. I'm, Remember I'm we so were trying pissed. to get a massage at? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everything was closed. Was whack. But yeah, I like... I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought I that was like movies. stuff like this would happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> but did you not feel weird? Oh, I felt very weird. Oh my I felt gosh. very weird. I felt very uncomfortable. But at the same time, like... Like hella... Um, I felt violated. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Like hella violated. Oh but at the same time, it's way different for me. Because obviously if that... Like it was a man massaging a woman and he touched her inappropriately, that's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. But like for me, like my instinct was like, oh, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. But, like, for a woman, it's like, like, I'm calling the cops. I'm, yeah. like, the whole nine yards. But and I it, feel like it should be a big deal, too, because also, like, just because you're a guy, like, just because you enjoy maybe having that experience with someone else, like, doesn't mean that you want it from just, true. like, random people, you know? So I feel like they should normalize, like, making that a big deal as well. Like, yeah, you should have called... Well, I mean, in this case, if you would have called the cops, it would have been like, well, bro, you didn't do your research. Like, like you didn't know. But then also, they didn't ever mention it. how do you prove that too you know what i mean exactly like, you know it's like oh yeah. she like what are up. you gonna do a fingerprint test on my dick like yeah. like what are you you know what i mean so i was just like for me i was like well that's not my thing so i'm just not gonna go back yeah did you so did you leave a review or not no you should have <laughs> just to give but a heads up to you're gonna tell me that wouldn't get taken down yeah i probably would like I, th- I feel like yelp would bring that down yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's just like one of those things where I was like, oh, you know, if someone asked me, like, well, I can tell you where not to go. <laughs> like, yeah. But again, like, I don't know if that's really their whole business. It could have been just her. Mm-hmm. It could have been just that lady that was like, oh, like, she gets a job at massage places and, you know, if the boss isn't there, like, obviously it's just you two in a room. Mm-hmm. If a guy's cool with it, she does it. But if a guy's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was true. like, I wasn't going to sit there and be like, let me speak to your manager because I swear to God, she was the only lady there. <laughs> like, okay, so I'm Karen. like, she was like, I am the manager. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you didn't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, 
Yeah, I guess I felt violated. Obviously, she touched my genital. My genital. Overall, I was just like, huh. Like, I guess if I was ever that lonely and I wanted to pay for someone to play with my pee pee, like. You're so. Yeah, I was like, I guess that's the place to go. Yeah. um, (laughs) Oh my god, speaking speaking of feeling violated. You got a story? Yes, I have a story, but this is gonna be totally like opposite of what you just said. Like, it has nothing to do with sexual. Tell it. Do you wanna know, or do you want to, or have I ever told you the story about how my car got stolen in high school? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, if anyone from Vegas is listening, I went to basic high school. Yes, I'm a basic bitch. I know everyone's gonna say that because no one ever comes up with an original joke. Oh my. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I went to basic high school. And then, so I'm in class, right? First of all, this class that I had was like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I was a senior and I was taking a junior math class because I had failed like first semester, whatever, junior year of my math class. So I was in this class, right, with a whole bunch of juniors, whatever, all this stuff. Um, then I get a text message from my bank. Like, you know, when they send you, like, fra- like, oh, we have reason to believe that there's, like, fraudulent activity going on in your account, whatever. I don't right. know if you've gotten that one. Oh, yeah. But so I got that message, and it was, like, if you made a purchase of this much money, whatever. I think it was, like, $200 at, like, Ross. Like, text yes, and if not, obviously text no. Right. So then... I like looked at it and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is like a scam or something. So I t- I like screenshotted um, the thing and sent it to my mom because I was a joint under I was a joint uh, account was a under joint her account. account. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So then um, she could see like all my transactions and stuff like that. Right. So I sent it to her the text and I was like, oh, what do I say? And then she was like, well, say no. Like it wasn't you, so say no. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So then I like texted no. And then right away I got a call from like this number. So I was like, oh, what the hell? So I asked the teacher if I could step out and like answer or whatever, right? So then I go outside, whatever, and they're like, hi, like we're just calling because we have a reason to believe that there's suspicious activity going on in your account, whatever, all this stuff, all this stuff. Right. So I was like, okay, bet. So I, um, they were like, okay, we just need you to confirm a couple details, you know, so I gave them the whole information, all that stuff. And they were like, uh, go ahead and just read out your card number, your debit card number. And I was like, oh crap, like, it's in my car. It's in my car. Uh, I was like, listen, I'm in school, whatever. I, the teacher gave me permission to answer this call. Like, give me one second. I'm going to go ask her if it's okay if I can go get it for my car. So then I give the teacher like a quick little rundown. I'm like, hey, miss, can I go check my car? Because the bank, whatever, this and this. Mm-hmm. So then I walk to where I had my car parked and I fucking get there. My it's car's not, not there. Yeah, my car's <laughs> not there. And then at that point, my mom texted me. She's like, hey, it also says that you went to Del Taco. So I was like, what the hell? No, like, I've been in class this whole time. Like, I literally just got this message, whatever. Um, so then I was like, Mom, I'm going to call you back. And then I went, and then one of the hall monitors, Miss Judy, if everybody knows Miss Judy, Miss Judy was dope. Miss Big Booty uh, Judy? Yeah, Miss Big Booty Judy. That's my brother and his little crazy-ass friends. He's scarred. But, um, <laughs> so then I call, I, like, tell Miss Judy, I'm like, yo, like, my car's not here. And she's like, are you sure? Like, I was like, yes, like, this is my parking spot. Like, I always park here. Um, and it's not here, like, what the hell? So she's like, okay, come on, like, we're gonna have to go make this report, whatever. So then at this point, I'm, like, calling my dad, I'm like, hey, dad, like, my car got stolen, like, it's missing, whatever, all this stuff. And, like, I started explaining how the car people called me, whatever, all this bullshit. So then they took me in, whatever, my dad had to come pick me up and all this stuff. And then the cameras, they looked at the cameras, but I guess there was only one camera throughout the whole parking lot. And it, like, pans, like, back and forth, but, like, really slow. So, like, literally one second you see my car there, and then it, like, pans away. And when it comes (laughs) back, my car is gone. So, I was like, That's wild. They timed that shit. So perfect. So, I'm like, oh, my God, of course. And I swear to God, if 
whoever stole my car ever listens because I'm convinced that it's someone that I know. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm they saying? They had to. Yeah. What kind of car was it? So, it was a Civic. Oh, Honda Civic. classic. Yeah, Everybody so easy to steal. So, if you're listening and you stole my fucking car, fuck you, bitch, because you traumatized <laughs> me and you fucking suck ass and wasted all my gas. Um, so yeah, because they just used it for a car ride. Yeah, I felt violated, but listen, okay, so then... It was missing whatever my dad goes on Facebook and he like posts he's like, Oh my daughter's car got stolen, like everybody keep an eye out. It was found like fucking some ghetto ass fucking place in Las Vegas. So we went to go pick it up at like this junkyard, whatever. Fucking trashed the inside of the car. They took my speakers, they took my radio. They everything that they they bought like random ass shit and they left it in my car. They left like tennis rackets, fucking baseball bats in the back. Oh, was, they hated that was personal. Yeah, in the back there was like fucking uh the shit that they bought like at Ross that was like a fucking scarf and like all this random ass shit. And they bought like this, you know, like those ghetto ass um, iPhone chargers that you like buy like the gas the gas station yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. They like left that, so I was like, shit. At least I got like a new <laughs> like oh, charger man. or whatever. But yeah, dude, like after I got my car, like the exterior. Exterior is outside, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, the exterior was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. They just tore up the inside. Yeah, they just, like, fucked up the inside. Like, just basically trashed it. There was the fucking trash from the Del Taco that they motherfuckers had on me. Stupid-ass bitches. Ever since then, fuck Del Taco. I literally fucking hate Del Taco. Um... Because obviously whoever paid for it was not Lily on this court. Yeah, and I was... It just felt so violating, like, being in that fucking car. And you know what I think it was? That my car had just... Uh, my uncle at the time, uh, rest in peace, my uncle Raul, um, he had his body shop in Arizona. So my dad had taken it to go get painted. So it looked like so nice because before mm. my car was busted, he fixed all the dance, painted it, whatever. So it was like yeah. hella dope, you know? And just like being in my car, I was like, oh my God, this is like such a violation. Like, this is not cool. And oh, it I turns out, it turns out the car that was parked next to where my car was at at the time that my car was missing was a stolen car too. So they pulled so up. So they pulled up. They in pulled another, up to the what? school in another stolen car parked next to my car and took and my. And was like, shit. "That's the car." We're yeah. Taking so it was like these people that were just like going on a joyride. So and, it could have been random. Yeah, but I don't know. I still feel like that still sketchy. sounds so personal. The fact that they bought all that shit and left it and in left the car. it in the car. Yeah, fucking pieces of shit. Wow, that's so ass. Yeah. So that was the time I'd I be felt fucking pissed. Hell yeah! Ever since then, I'm just like, and especially because I was always so cool with my car you know what i'm saying like you i would give yeah i would yeah well i took care of my car i've always taken care of my cars uh because i was just so grateful to have a car i got my car like soft i think it was like the end of sophomore year because once my sister graduated then that's when we moved to another area and like i was no longer zoned for basic right. so my dad was like if you want to keep going get your license and i'll get you whatever car i can get you and whatever so oh, i was just cool. i was just so happy to have my car you know yeah. like i was just so grateful to have my car and i took care of my little car his name was george oh, um yeah so it was just so crazy and i'm like oh my god literally and i remember if my dad ever listens to this dad i'm so sorry i know it was not a smart idea but like one of my best friends carrie like one time i literally let him take my car with him and his friends wait it was a guy named carrie yeah my friend named carrie carrie keys shout out to carrie keys um but yeah like i literally let him borrow my car when i was in school for him to go ditch and like go get food with him and his friends you know what i'm saying so like i was hella cool with my car and i'm just like this never again and then that's when i ended up getting that other car and i had to learn how to drive stick shift and then ever since then i became even an even more badder bitch you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm weak bro yeah dude oh my god just thinking about it it makes me want to cry because i miss george oh he was so awesome was it an older Honda Civic, like a 90s? Yeah, it was like a 97. One of those little roaches? Yes. <laughs> well, he was But those white. cars, dude, those cars are fun. He was white. 
Hell yeah, bro. I literally, well, I had problems with it one time. I was like pulling up to school and there was like hella smoke coming out of the hood. And I was like, I called my dad. I was like, hey, dad, this is doing it. Like, should I stop? He's like, yeah, stop the car at the nearest place. Like, I'll come pick you up. And I was like, all right, bet. But George was so awesome. Um, we. I had so many things. That's so wild. Wow. George. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I. <laughs> I, I had a lot of shit stolen from me when I was a kid. When I grew up on Charles Syndicator, dude, if I ever... I I remember the quickest I had something stolen from me. I got a bike for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like a bicycle. Brand new bike. I, I couldn't tell you the brand, but I was so hyped. It was red and white, and it looked super cool. <laughs> I had cool. pegs. I had oh front God, and back pegs. I Damn. was the shit. You was a bad mamma jamma. For 10 days. Oh. <laughs> for 10 fucking days, brother. Like... Ten days, I rode the shit out of this bike around the neighborhood. Yeah. I'll tell you how quickly this shit got stolen. I ride it around the neighborhood, and this was like, I want to say... You was out here flexing that Yeah, way. this is winter break. But I was not the show-off. Like, I was just so happy to ride around, and like, my one or two friends, shout out to Alex and Arnold, and uh, like, they were my only two friends growing up in that neighborhood. At that time, when I got that bike, I, yeah. I, I want to say maybe like, ten, and... Uh, so to like have your buddy on the back on the pegs and you ride around taking turns, all that shit, riding around the neighborhood, go to the gas station, get hot Cheetos and all that shit. Like I felt cool as fuck for 10 days. Mm-hmm. 10th day, I ride my bike around, come back for a, a Sunny D. <laughs> come back, drink my Sunny D. And I left like, you look at the front of the house and we had a front door and we had like a side door right before our back gate. And I left it right, like, literally in front of the side door. Like, and then you walk in that side door, and you walk into the dining room, and then it goes straight into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, these old houses were set up kind of odd. Yeah. And so, I like, right in there, like, I'm, like, I go in, past the dining room, around the table, get my Sunny D and, like, you know, a snack, whatever I had, mm-hmm. and I'm in the house for... 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Why take you so long? If you were just going to go get a snack and a drink, you see, that's your fault. Right. No, yeah. All me. And uh, All so I go back outside. Bike quicker. is gone. Bike's gone. Oh my God. And at this was time, watching you the whole time. Dude, somebody followed me. Yeah. Somebody must have been like, these motherfuckers were, must have followed me. Yeah. And in that short period of time, like from literally, there's a wall dividing from me to the people that, they, and they had to jump over my fence get in, carry it over the fence, and then steal my bike that I had for 10 days. Wow, that's fucked up. And then tell that to my parents. I go, hey. So, and, and I remember then, like, I was home alone that whole time. Mm-hmm. Mom or whoever came home first, I was like, so, I'm fucking pissed because <laughs> guess what? And they're like, what? I'm like, you know that new bike you just got? Like 10 fucking days ago? <laughs> yeah, it's gone. What do you mean it's fucking gone? And then, I forgive my parents for a lot of this shit, but that's what happens when like, you live on Charleston indicator. Dude, see, the thing is, like, if anyone lives there, I'm so sorry, but yeah, uh, like I'm no, sorry that actually, you have to exist there. Arnold still lives there, like oh, literally, still lives in the same. Sorry, house. Arnold. No, <laughs> still love him. Shout out to you, brother. And uh, like, so the bike was gone. Tell my like whoever it was first, and this must have been like an old school parenting thing, but mm-hmm. they got mad at me. <laughs> they were like. What the fuck do you mean it got stolen? Like, and I tell them, you're I, like, all I sad. go, it was right here, like literally about to break down in tears. I'm like nine or ten, 
<laughs> like I want to say most 10. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I love the bike and it's gone. And then they're like, why the fuck did you leave it there? I go, I was in the house. And, you know, I tell them the whole story. They're like, and you didn't lock it. I go, to what? The bush? I go, the only thing that was there. I was like, I can't get it around the doorknob. Like, yeah. I go, and they were like furious at me that I didn't take better care of my shit. Yeah, you should have took care of it. Yeah, like literally that's like an old school parenting thing where like Dude, if something happens to you, they're like, oh, you're the idiot. Yeah. And I'm like- It's like your fault now. Yeah, and I go, well, what the fuck? Like, I remember being so angry and I didn't have a bike for like a year. Damn. So like, and I, I remember this period of my life too, because I remember we like, the whole thing was like, if there was any family or kids in the neighborhood, we all rode bikes together. And for like an entire year, I didn't have a bike. And I remember, dude, this is gonna sound sad as shit. If I wanted to hang out with my friends, I would literally have to run next to them because they didn't have pegs. Oh my God. And if there was like one kid that had pegs, I was so grateful because I got to ride on the pegs. But like literally for, there was like a year where I had to run like, or like walk. They wouldn't like let you borrow it sometimes? If everybody had one bike. You know what I mean? Well, they could have taken turns, took turns. Wow. Dude, people have been shitting oh, me. Oh, like, Felicia, I'm sorry but that like, people were Or so if they were like, oh, we're going to Circle Park. I'd be like, all right, well, I'll meet you there. You know what I mean? I'd have to walk. I'd get there, and then we, you know, we would hang out, like, at the oh park and shit God, like that. Oh, my God, that's so sad. Like, and that, dude, I was like, literally, and then my parents were like, well, you should have taken better care of your shit. And I'm like, and you know, I if I try to- hate people that steal. Dude, like, I bitches. hate that shit. Yeah. Like, when someone steals from me, I take that shit mad personal. Like, oh my god, I have a good story. Fuck. All right, go. No, I have a good story. I think we're getting close to the hour, so I don't ah, know if you're gonna want to end. Let's it. just if we go a little bit further. I'm gonna have to think about it though because it involves people that I went to school with. I feel like now there's like no black, like I was gonna say, no black blood. <laughs> oh, bad. There's blood. no bad blood. Fuck it, dude. Uh, this is years later. Like, yeah, it's years later. Like obviously, these people I still get along with them. Whatever, we've all grown. Whatever this and this, right? We adults. Okay, so I'll tell the story just in case anyone cares. <laughs> so, and it's crazy how I found out who stole the stuff, Ooh. right? And if they're listening, they're already gonna know. But I swear to God, there's no bad blood. I'm friends with everybody. I follow them on Instagram, whatever. <laughs> so, it was crap. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was in 2014. So. I went to Calabunga Bay with a friend, right? With my friend. Oh, I don't know if I should say her name. Don't say any name. Okay, so I went to Calabunga Bay with my friend or whatever. And then, whatever, we're like chilling. They give you an option to buy a locker, but I think it was like $7 or something. And I already paid for admissions. Like back then, I didn't have a job. So I'm like, my mom already paid for me to be right. here. Like, I'm not going right. to pay for all this stuff. And I had been working there. So I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to, whatever. So... We put our stuff down at a little table and then we, uh, or one of the chairs, and then we see that like four chairs down, there's these girls that we went to school with. So it was two girls and one guy, right? Um, one of the girls I knew for sure, cause we went to um, middle school together and they all went to high school too. Um, but my friend that was with me, she's the only one that went to a uh, different high school. She went to Secta. So then we're like, whatever. And like the girl that I knew from basic, like I was cool with her. I was just like, okay, whatever. Like that's that person. You're like, Sophie. yeah, I was like, no, well, I didn't say hi to her at that moment, but I like, <laughs> but I just saw her. I don't think she saw me. So then we go in the wave pool, whatever. And then I see their group or whatever. So then I say, hi, I was like, oh, Hey, what's up girl? Like to the girl that I was cool with. Cause I didn't have nothing wrong with her, whatever. Like, I guess my friend had beef with her. I don't fucking know, but, um, I was cool with them. So I had to say hi, whatever. And then my friend had to say hi, but she was like, kind of like low key, like 
um, just like whatever. Yeah. So I think they like noticed that whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so we like went back and I went back to my chair and then we see they're like it looked like they were getting ready to leave. And then my friend was like, oh, are you trying to get something to eat? So I was like, all right, bet, whatever. So then I left. Oh, and Phil was with me, right? Oh, Phil, Mateo. Yeah, and then Phil had a little gold chain with the little sanjudas that he had gotten, right? Big pen. Yeah, he thought he was so cool. And he was like, you know gold chains, like, if it's real gold, they, like, make it to where the clips, like, to make it stay on. Like, it's hard for it to come yeah. off. So he kept talking about, no, I'm going to take it off just in case it falls. And I was like, no, like, just keep it on. Like, it's not going to fall off. Whatever. Hard-headed, he learned his lesson. Now he knows to listen to when I tell him something. Hmm. He took it off, put it in my friend's bag, right? Uh, so I put, Jesus. oh my God, Siri, shut up. Um, <laughs> I put my phone, my wallet, and Fel's chain was in my friend's bag because uh, she's the only one that came with the bag, right? Uh, so that's already bad news, right? So we see these people are leaving. So my friend's like, okay, let's go get some food. So we went to go get some food. And then I had, I just had this weird feeling. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's go back to the chair because I feel like I need to call my mom. And then I was like, for some reason, I just want to call and update her, whatever. We go back. Dude, our fucking stuff is gone. Her bag is gone. Um, I'm pretty sure she still had her towel. Her fucking sandals were gone. What the fuck? So like, most of her stuff, right? right? Yeah. So to this day, I think their intention was to get back at her because from I didn't have any problems with them. So like I was like, why would they do that to me? Like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. whatever. But at this point, this is what we thought, right? Like, we weren't for sure. But we're like, what a coincidence, like, they're not there anymore, whatever. And then, so we're like, hella butthurt, whatever. And then me being smart as fuck, I go, we go straight to the office. We try to tell them, like, yo, this and this happened. They're like, oh, well, unfortunately, like, we do offer lockers, so it's not our fault that you left it there, whatever. So they basically said there was nothing they could do. So I used their phone to call my brother, which at this point, he was in the Marine Corps, so he was in Japan. Mm-hmm. I call him and I'm like, hey, my phone got stolen. And I think I was logged into his Apple ID. I was like, can you lock my phone? Because that's when they started doing where you can like disable your phone. Oh. And then you can like type a message. So whenever they like they can't jailbreak it or anything like right, right. they can't like unlock it. So he did that. Um, and then he like put in the message like, oh, phone has been lost. Like if, if found, please call this number, whatever. So if they had it, whoever had it, when they turned it on, it was going to say that message. Right. Um, that's so smart. yeah so yeah i thought about it hella quick my friend unfortunately she didn't have that set up or whatever so i was like okay i think i'm good whatever and then my friend was like wait isn't it kind of weird that they left like they're gone and then now our stuff is gone whatever this and this and then she was just throwing that idea she's like oh yeah and that one girl that went to basic that we both know um she's the same size as me so what a coincidence that my sandals are gone whatever so she was just throwing things out there and i was like oh bro like i don't know like but you're just trying to be nice yeah i was just trying to be nice you didn't have problem yeah i didn't have problem with them so i was like nah like i don't think so like it could have just been anyone else like whatever right and then so we get back and then my friend starts convincing me, like, yo, I swear to God, it's her. I swear to God, it's her and her friends, She whatever. won't let it go. Yeah, she won't let it go. So then she, from her sister's phone, started calling these people and, like, threatening them. Be like, I know you have our shit. Like, fucking give it back, whatever. Started threatening them. And me, I'm like, I'm gonna fuck. Like, I had a spare yeah. iPhone. I was oh. like, I'll just cancel my cards. Like, I had a phone right away. So, like, I just wanted her to get her stuff back because I knew whatever that she probably wasn't gonna get it back, whatever. Or she had, like, less chances of her actually getting her stuff back. Right. So then she's, like, harassing these people. And I'm just here minding my business. Like, I was hella butthurt. I'm like, oh, fuck. There goes my stuff. My wallet was super cute. It had a mustache on it. It was, like, the first <laughs> thing I was able to get from Claire's. So I was just, like, hella but- like, butthurt, whatever. Right. The next day comes around. Oh, and then the morning I wake up to a text from uh, a girl that knows those two girls. She was, like, out of state. And she, like, messaged me. She's like, you and your stupid-ass family need to stop calling her and threatening her. Like, 
I swear to God, like, you're going to fucking make it personal. Like, I'm going to come over there, beat your ass. Was fucking threatening me. And I told her, I was like, uh, first of all, ain't nobody fucking calling you. I was like, I already have a new phone. Like, clearly, whoever the fuck took it, they needed more than me because y'all some broke bitches. Like, at this point, I was just mad, you know? Yeah. I'm like, now I do have problems with you if you did take it because what the fuck? Like, I didn't have nothing to do with you. And then now, all of a sudden, you made it about you, you know? Right. So, she's just, like, threatening. I was like, uh, first of all, that's not fucking me. Like, n- no one from my family is fucking calling. Like, I could give two fucks. Clearly, whoever took it needs it more than I do. Whatever, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to get my brother's chain back. Whatever. Um... So that happened. And then my sister and her boyfriend at the time were at the house. Um, and then they called me and they tell me, they're like, oh, we just got a call. Like someone just called me saying that they have your phone. Like me at the gas station. And the gas station was like one right here down the street. Right. Yeah. So then on the phone, he had said something about supposedly he found the phone. He took it to AT&T and then they gave him my sister's phone number. Right. So That's my, the stupidest yeah. shit I ever heard. So my I'm sister and her boyfriend at the time were like, that's fake because you can't go to AT&T and like they won't just give out customers information like that whatever so we were like okay like meet us at this gas station so it was like me my sister and her boyfriend and we go right we meet up with this guy and you had a sniper on the hill nah (laughs) we meet up with this guy right and then he tells us he's like oh yeah like I found this phone whatever and then now he switched it up he's like oh yeah I found the phone and when I turned it on your number popped up and that's why I called you and then my sister's boyfriend at the time was like well didn't you just say that you went to AT&T whatever it's in this so he was like stumbling on his words and we're like what's your name and then he like told my sister's boyfriend at the time the name or whatever and then um we were like all right cool cool i was like okay so this phone was stolen and it was in a bag did you ever see the bag or do you know who like where you got it from he's like no i just found it right here whatever so we're like all right that's sketch we're like all right well thanks man for giving us the phone bag whatever like you did a real thing whatever and then so he leaves right and then my sister's boyfriend at the time was like no that's kind of suspect like that's us like (laughs) dude tell me why i search up the name of this guy and he's friends with all these girls that we thought stole the stuff right so I'm like, so not only are you friends with the two girls that were at the water park and the guy that was at the water park, you're also friends with the girl that's fucking out of state that's threatening me, saying wow. that if I keep calling, right? So we're like, these motherfuckers are not slick. Damn. So we follow this guy and we meet him at some apartments. We're like, bro, like, we know you know more. Like, we just put two and two together. We know you know so and so and so and so, whatever. Like, just fucking tell us where it's at. Like, I just want to get my... At this point, like, I already had moved... Uh, like, I had my phone. I had the new phone. I was like, my wallet, whatever. I canceled all my cards. I don't give a fuck about it. I was like, can we just get my friend's stuff back? Like, that's really all we want. He was like, nah, nah, whatever this, this, and this. Whatever. I was going to say long story short, but it's already been a long story. Um, we, t- I tell... It's a good story. We, like, called like the cops whatever and they told us like okay yeah like just try to get them to confess whatever all this bullshit so we like called them and they ended up like confessing whatever that it was like them and all that and they were like whoa um because i was like nice about it i was like yo bro can you just like tell them to confess like at this point i just want my friend to get her stuff back like i don't care for my stuff like the only thing i cared about was like my brother's chain but i was like we're not getting that shit back um and then you should be an investigator right Hell no and then they were like okay yeah like it was us but we just threw it away or whatever and then uh my dad was like fuck like i don't know if i want you to go back to that school my dad was literally gonna switch me schools because he was like i don't want you to be involved with these people like they obviously hate you now like right. what if they try to do something to you like they were just so worried i was like not even and then i ended up becoming friends with them and then i um 
went on a. She became friends with them. <laughs> well, not like friends, friends, but like we were we were like on cool terms. Right. And then we went. I had this one class that she, the teacher, did a field trip to see the like the Holocaust Museum, like in California and stuff like that. And then we went to North Bay Farm, and those girls like ended up being in our group, and they were like super cool. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like it was really because of my friend that I'm yeah, assuming they did bitch. it. Yeah, and then like I just happened to get caught in the middle, so I was just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. It's like over with. Look at you being the but bigger person. Yeah, Look at me you. being a bigger person because I'm telling you from day one, like I never had a problem with them, so I was like, why now? You know, like yeah, it was a mistake. Just, like, yeah, like you're sticking up for your friend. That was cool. Though. Yeah, it was like whatever, but yeah, that was so crazy. Thinking about to it, yeah, but I just I felt this hella badass how we put everything together. I was like, y'all not fucking slick, like. I'm weak. But yeah, that's pretty dope though. Yeah, so that's, that's so my cool story. That you figured it all out. I know. But I feel uh, one person because I had put it out on Instagram like right before we started this. Mm-hmm. If anybody wanted like to know anything about us or want us to talk about anything, mm-hmm. and I actually really like this question, um, a friend sent it to me and they said, um, "Do I still believe in the American dream? Like, what do I think of it? Like, does it is that something from the past? Is that something that you know is still possible? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think it's in the name." for me and if you have an opinion like obviously like feel free to jump in but for me i think it's a dream you know what i mean like you know we all have dreams and aspirations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and having a dream whether you make that dream a reality is a different thing but the american dream to me i feel it as it's whatever you think it is if you think the American dream is having a big house, like, or let's go conventional. Let's, let, let's talk like 50s, you know, three bedroom, uh, two bath house with a white picket fence and a wraparound porch and, you know, classic American dream, you know, yeah. all that shit. Like, if that's to you, then that's the American dream. But if the American dream to you is equality or whatever, like whatever you think the American dream is to you, then that's what it is. Yeah. Like for me, the American dream is just being fortunate enough to be born in this country and having the opportunities that I have. And um, I think it's definitely possible with the right mindset to get out of poverty and work your way up to whatever class you so decide. But for me, like like I said, we kind of grew up lower middle class. Like I wouldn't say we were lower class poverty because I think my parents were on like uh, government assistance for like the first couple of years I was alive. Mm -hmm. But I was obviously too young to remember any of that. But um, other than that, I mean, I, I think you can definitely work your way up. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's like different that. for everybody. Yeah. Like everybody. how they say some people's happiness is actually having mansions, the newest cars, the newest clothes, mm-hmm. designer, whatever, all this stuff. Yep. But then some people's happiness is just living a regular life, like ha- having just enough, like the bare minimum, not yep. asking for too much. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I feel like I've always been in the middle. Like I've always said, like, I wouldn't want to be rich. I feel like at some point we all thought it was cool, whatever. And I used to say that a lot. Like, oh my God, I want to be rich. I want to be famous, whatever, all this stuff. But then like seeing now how many celebrities talk about like the mental issues and mental problems that comes with having that much money, the responsibility, the fakeness and all that stuff. Like I am afraid of that. I'm just like, I'd rather live a life where like I always just have enough to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have so much, but then I also don't want to be struggling. Like I just want to have enough to live a peaceful life and to know, you know what? I want to plan a family vacation if at some point I get married and have kids. Um, like to be able to be like, okay, I can afford to like take my kids to Disney World or, you know, just I like, do stuff like that and still have genuine relationships, genuine friendships, because I feel like the thing that sucks the most and that I hear from all these celebrities is like saying that like 
with having money comes with like a lot of fakeness you know what i'm saying and a lot of people that just come yeah like i'm so afraid of that like i would rather have three genuine friends than to sit here and have a whole group yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like a fucking like a group of fake people yeah like a whole entourage like that's that's just like that's just sad as fuck and it just reminded me of that because like justin bieber's new song that he like talks about um he literally talks about how he was like lonely and like thinking back he's like there's i'm literally performing for millions of people and like so many people want to be my friends so many people like are so happy um are like so happy seeing me and all this stuff but then i still feel lonely within so many people right but well i think it's one thing you know to have fame and celebrity and one thing to be wealthy like me because i i said on the last podcast i do plumbing and air conditioning i've worked on homes that are immaculate like did you see the instagram video i posted recently of the house i was in oh my god that woman well i i want to say her husband was a software engineer he just recently passed away so it's just one little old lady very sweet very nice she's she's honestly one of the most modest down-to-earth like ridiculously wealthy people i've ever met i don't know i'm not gonna ask but the only reason I, I think he does software engineer because I saw a business card because I was, I was working in his office. Oh, okay. And I saw, like, a business card because she cleaned a bunch of stuff out, but there was still some, some of his stuff still in there. Yeah. And I saw a business card. And uh, so I, look, I saw it, and this house is just, oh, my God, the shower room. Like, the, the room that they shower in is, oh, my God, it's like a quarter of my house. I only live in a 1,000-square-foot house. And this shower had to be a rough like maybe 300 square feet and it was just insane to me like um just the size of this home and how like i have no idea who these people are like i don't know who her husband was i didn't know who she was like these people are not famous but they live in uh uh, kind of like Summerlin area. I don't want to say what community they live in or anything like that because I don't want to, you know. You don't want to give out yeah, information. It's, it's not my business. Yeah. But overall, like, I don't know who they are, but they're wealthy beyond belief. And uh, an example of how wealthy they are. So there's in every shower, there's a shower cartridge, and it's like this. Uh, they're usually plastic, maybe have some metal parts and gaskets and stuff like that, and they regulate the flow of hot and cold water so you don't burn yourself and all this stuff. And typically, in like. 90% of homes they're like Delta these are brands Delta Mo and stuff like that the part is like 30 bucks mm-hmm. right 20 30 bucks some are even like 15 and like the cheapest of the cheap like mm-hmm. Glacier Bay or something but in this house the brand of shower is called um, Dornbrot or something like that mm-hmm. it's German so you have to order the part from Germany yeah the part and shipping and handling Seven hundred and fifty dollars oh just for a shower part. Yeah. And let me tell you, so then they're wealthy. the first time I had to change this thing, I had to go through a, a an array of tools. Like I had to get a fifteen, sixteen deep well socket. I had to get all this ridiculous shit just to change this part. When normally I could swap that part out in 10, 15 minutes flat. Yeah. Right. But that's just an example of the money that these people are money, money. Yeah. And. No idea who they were. No idea. And that it's must like, be so nice. And they were the coolest. And I did meet the husband before he passed. Because I that when I first went to the home is when I changed oh, the sour cartridge. Yeah. yeah. So I met the husband and he, he was... I didn't know he was ill or anything like that. But when I saw him, he was just watching TV in the living room. And he had a blanket over him. So I'm like, 
I don't know, maybe, maybe just cold. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't think he's sick, like, obviously. So, um, and they were the coolest. When I spoke to them, they're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, they, you know, they left us alone. They weren't, like, up our ass. And when we set a price, they didn't bat an eye. Because there's some wealthy people that will fight you tooth and nail about yeah. a price. And they're like, oh, can you give me a price breakdown? I'm like, oh, do I really... Have you ever, I go, um, do you own a business? Have you ever owned a business? Like there's overhead. There's like, come on, this there's is business one on one. You know what I mean? Like when honestly my company, we're the most modest, moderately priced company in the Valley. Like yeah. truly. And I'm not saying that cause I work for them. I want to be able to work for like Gettle or something like that. Or yes, man, people who like screw people over for a living. Yeah. I couldn't do that person. <laughs> wow. Like I want to be able to sleep at night like that. Yeah. But for me, we're very reasonably priced and stuff like that. These people, you know, we're paying $750 to buy this part for us. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we have to double the price and we have to do all this stuff because we have to cover our costs. You know, and we're charging like close to two grand just to swap out this part. And they're like, okay, they didn't care. Yeah. You know, they're sweet. And like I said, I couldn't praise these people high enough. Very nice people. Yeah, but, you see, that could be somebody's American see? dream. Exactly. Do it, like being you know just I mean? that. That's yeah. not true. I feel like how some you people said, view fame. Varies. You know what I mean? Like people as the American dream. Yeah. yeah. Like some people just want people to know them. Yeah. Or like to know about them. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like a lot of part of like maybe potentially the YouTube culture, which is why for me, don't get me wrong, I would totally be down to record these conversations like video wise. Like I feel like we could set that up in the future. Oh, well, that means then I have to like wear makeup. Right, we gotta get all cute. We gotta get. <laughs> I'm like I can't cute. be looking like a bum and be weak. comfortable. But the thing is, you're really photogenic. So sometimes you really are though. Sometimes like, with makeup and the right filter, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? That's why I prefer the podcast because it's just it's just audio. Yeah. And it's like I feel like it's a more modest form of, you know, entertainment and like listening and stuff like that. And yeah, that's you know, true. we don't I don't know, at least for me, I don't think we have the most pleasurable voices in the world, but we make you know, if we make a couple of people laugh, shit, that shit, makes me that's feel what good. Matters, yeah. yeah. So we'll ask the people if you guys want us to in the future maybe record. I think that'd be pretty cool. We just have to figure yeah. out how to do that. But yeah, for sure. Let us know. I mean, if you guys are interested, um, you could either uh, DM me, DM Lily, if you guys have questions or you want other stuff for us to talk about. Um, I mean, we're pretty open-minded people. I really like to think we are. Like, we'll talk about anything, really. Yes. Even I if took, we don't know shit. I took my Instagram off of private, so if anyone wants to hit me up with advice or feedback, go, feel, go ahead and feel free to do right, that. Right. Um, but I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. I don't want to bore people for too long. Yeah, no, I, I think this is, yeah, I just, like I said, I wanted to throw that last thing in there because my friend wanted me to, I wanted us to talk about it, but I feel oh, like yeah. we covered it well enough. You know? Yeah, also, if you guys have any topics or any stories that you guys... I think it'd be cool if we can have them send in stories if they want us to talk about it and then like read it and then talk about yeah, it and yeah. like bounce back off. Right. That way they're included in the cool. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys That's have any idea. stories for us to tell, like go ahead and just yeah. either message me or Felicia. I mean Brian. Um, yeah. <laughs> that should be cool. But yeah, um, I guess we'll see you guys next week, right? Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. You know, we're gonna, we're doing everything we can to be consistent and um, like like she like Lily just said, just to feed off of that. I mean. If you guys, I think that's a really good idea, actually. Like, if you guys, even if you bring up something like, oh, have you ever heard of this guy or whatever? Because, like, yeah. I'm into everything. Yeah. So, if you want to, like, you know, send us a story about a serial killer or a personal, like, you know, we won't include names or anything like that unless you want us to. But, yeah. you know, if you want to send us, like, your own personal stories or stuff like that, and, you know, like, Basically, you anything you guys want us to talk about. Yeah. And we'll yeah. just cover it and be stupid like we are. But. Yeah. And then also to end this, whoever stole my car and stole Felicia's bike, fuck you, your mom's a hoe. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> That's beautiful. All, All right, right guys, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.